You know, I'm sure you want them to be with people they know so that they're not alone there. But what are your feelings about the, the, the attacks against Gaza right now? All right, here is a, another episode in which I, James, the black conservative patriot, the base conservative patriot, the biased and blessed conservative patriot, blessed to be born and live in this great republic, the United States of America, blessed to be able to live my Christian faith in freedom and in safety. And that is all about to change. So here I am ranting, whatever you want to call it, on my soapbox, giving a voice of warning that what's happening in Israel is not going to stay isolated to Israel. We have very many enemies within the borders of our country, not just BLM, Antifa, and of course the alphabet agencies that are weaponized against us, but we have actual terrorists from terror nations coming through our porous border and we have sympathizers also within BLM and Antifa and even in our government that are siding with Hamas and these terrorists. I pray to God that I am absolutely wrong in my analysis in this episode. I pray that I'm wrong, but I fear I may not be. We are ripe for terrorist activity within our country, whether that's going to be something as well-coordinated as what we are seeing in Israel, or it's going to be something that is uh, done in cahoots with the alphabet agencies like 9-11, or if it's going to be something totally shady that we still don't have the answers to, like the Las Vegas massacre, I don't know. All I know is we have a lot of enemies and they are being emboldened, and those of the Palestinian Hamas philosophy are now being called to action. Let's get into this. Let's uh, maybe not go on a scale necessarily, but let's just start looking at the different levels of enemies that we have right now. I played you just a little brief clip of Andrea Mitchell with an Israeli woman whose family has been a victim of all of this. And part of the enemies that we have right now are the mainstream media and those on the Democrat, socialist, Marxist side wanting to make this seem like Hamas isn't that bad and maybe they have a grievance that is uh, legitimate. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that uh, the Gaza Strip is a, is a beautiful place. It's a very, very strange place where some people have called it an open mark, uh, open air prison because they're not in Israel and then they're not in Egypt and they're just, there's just no man's land. But seriously, folks, Israel is a small state surrounded by enemies and opponents of her. Instead of going into Israel, why don't they just go to Egypt or one of the other Muslim Arab countries that are welcoming of them? Why would you want someone within your borders who hates you? Israel is correct in protecting their borders. But then again, we have our borders open to people that hate and want to destroy us. All right, let's get back to this 
Andrea Mitchell. This is one of the, this is one of the, let's call this um, level one, level one threat, trying to downplay what's really happening and have sympathy, not for the Gaza children that are victims of this, but of the people in the Gaza Strip of Hamas and people of the Palestinian mindset that they are victims of a grievance from Israel and therefore everything we're seeing is essentially justified. Beheadings, killings, rapings, and destruction of children. This is savage animal behavior. Even animals uh, often behave better than this. Okay, I'm already starting off with a rant. Let's get into MSNBC. Yeah, I'm sure you want them to be with people they know so that they're not alone there. But what are your feelings about the the, the attacks against Gaza right now? Um, horrible, horrible. Andrea Mitchell, MSNBC, interviewing an Israeli mother who has been a victim of the atrocities of the savagery and barbarians known as Hamas terrorists. And she wants her feelings on the righteous and right retaliation against Hamas in Gaza by Israel. Piss poor journalism and level one sympathy for Hamas. How can I the must government... Say that- Look, you're looking for a symmetrical situation, and I must say, it isn't. Um, if you were dealing with a, a war who is between two countries, countries don't take children hostages. I'm sorry. It's against the laws of war. It's against humanity. It's against anything that we all believe in. Every time we had missiles uh, shot at us, I used to say to my children, that they should be sympathetic towards the children of Gaza because they suffer a lot more than they do. I'm not sure I still believe in it now. And I must say, the only worry I have now from uh, the bombings in Gaza is the fact that my children are there. And I can't be sympathetic anymore. I can't be sympathetic to animal human beings. Well, they're not really human beings who came into my house, broke everything, stole everything, took my children from their bedrooms and took them to the Gaza Strip. Israel never done that and will never do. So there is no symmetry. I'm sorry. Do you want the government? There is no symmetry. First of all, there'd be no bombing of Gaza if Hamas hadn't attacked first. And then the manner in which they attack, in which they're a very coordinated attack, killing innocent people, kidnapping them, taking them to Gaza, beheading soldiers and children and raping women. Women, children, elderly are non-combatants. This Israeli mom is correct. They are off limits by war conventions worldwide. These aren't gunmen. These aren't soldiers. These are terrorists terrorizing peaceful non-combatants and IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, is defending themselves and bombing Gaza strategic sites of the uh, of Hamas and the terrorists, which of course are cowards and they use women and children as human shields. There is no symmetry here. Absolutely ridiculous by MSNBC. 
Do you want the government to put the, the top priority on getting the hostages out uh, before they I retaliate? I want my government to put it on the first priority, and I want the world to put it on first priority. I think any mother in the world should try and imagine her children under that situation and then think again. That's all I want. I want the world to ask them to release children, to release elderly, to release the civilians they took. There is no reason to hold them there. They are not soldiers. They are not part of the war and they have nothing to do with it. Now listen to what this Israeli mother says next, because I'm going to use this into a segue into the problems that we have here later on in this report. These people do not want to assimilate and do good for the Israeli economy, for the Israeli society. And what this Israeli mother says kind of parallels what we are going through in this country as well. Listen closely. We gave them work permits. We really believed that this was the way to move their economy, to, reun to, to reconnect these two so-called countries. This is not the way a country uh, behaves. This is a way that a terror organization behaves. I'm sorry. We have unvetted people from the Middle East and other places of interest and hotspots that we bent over backwards, gave people work permits. They came into this country. Uh, a lot of them came through the FUBAR withdrawal from Afghanistan. And we don't know where these people are. And we gave them housing and work permits so they can assimilate. And we have hundreds of not thousands of them. We don't have no idea where they are. They've fallen completely off the grid. You see where we're going with this, don't you? All right. Before we get to that, let me show you uh, that is level one, right? Uh, of sympathizing and humanizing Hamas. Not the, not, not the children and women who are dying in Gaza because they're being used as human shields by these scum, bastards, terrorists. But the press and the left sympathizing with Hamas. Okay, now how about this one? How about the radical left who are actively supporting Hamas and the Palestinian grievances? For those listening, I did grievances in air quotes. Once again, I'm not trying to downplay that the Gaza Strip is a terrible place. Hugely densely populated, I don't know, two and a half million people in a, in a very dense place. They're neither in Egypt nor Israel. Okay, but the any grievance, legitimate or not, they had goes out the window when they support and when they are part of a terrorist organization that is beheading and killing children, elderly, and non-combatants. So now we got level two. We've got these uh, radical Democrats who don't want to condemn Hamas and want to show solidarity with their ideology. We have this Colorado State Representative Tim Hernandez refusing to condemn the rape and murder of women. And he is uh, confronted, not say confronted, I mean, no, I don't, I'll use the word confronted, but he was confronted, not in a confrontational, violent way, 
And this is a citizen journalist uh, named Russell who goes by Walrus on Twitter. He confronted the, the Colorado Democratic Representative Tim Hernandez. This is what went down. And I think it's despicable what they're protesting for and what you're protesting for. And the fact that you can't condemn women and children and elderly people being murdered in the streets. What about it? Do you condemn it? I already said. Why can't you say yes? Because I already gave you my answer. You didn't give an answer. And every, I think anybody who would watch this would understand what your actual position is. People that are going to watch your bullshit video, Russell. Uh, by the way, as you can hear there, the chanting and the drumming, all this went down when this socialist Colorado lawmaker, as Andy No puts it, was confronted at a Palestinian celebration rally that took place in Denver. And then he says, oh, no one's going to see your BS report, Russell. Well, let's see. Uh, there's over 5 million when I last check. Let's see what the latest number is. 6.2 million at the time of my recording this, people have viewed this. So it's going to be more than just two or three uh, people that see this BS report, Representative Hernandez. But that's not all. We have uh, another level two, Senator Ed Markey, booed in blue Massachusetts after calling for de-escalation in Israel as if Israel isn't at all justified in their actions. There must be a de-escalation of the current violence. The United States should... We... So there you can see leftist Democrat Senator Ed Markey uh, in Massachusetts rightfully booed and fake Indian Pocahontas Elizabeth Warren in the back rolling her eyes as if that were inappropriate. De-escalation is their not so secret code phrase for Israel should not retaliate and should not defend themselves. They should literally take it uh, like champs, bend over and allow their women to be raped and their children and soldiers to be beheaded. Once again, the soldier beheading is horrible. Those are combatants. We're talking about non-combatants here, mostly. Not to disregard the savage beheading of soldiers. Now, uh, that's not all. How about this? Rihanna Workman, the far-left non-binary president of the New York University Student Bar Association used her position and access to a weekly law school newsletter to send this disgusting letter uh, as seen in this tweet right here. The elected student president of NYU Law School Bar Association just sent a message refusing to condemn Hamas's mass slaughter and effectively cheerleading it. This week, I want to express first and foremost, my unwavering and absolute solidarity with Palestinians in their resistance against oppression toward liberation and self-determination. Liberation, yes, because uh, raping women, kidnapping non-combatants, and beheading children and killing elderly and, and children in front of their parents, that is the way to liberation and self-determination. And that is a proper reaction to oppression. Let me be very clear here, folks. This is not a pro-Zionist or anti-Zionist. I'm neither an anti-Semite as there are Jewish people in my family uh, per marriage, my extended family. This is uh, not, uh, 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 and by the way, 
I have several Muslims in my family as well. I don't even want to talk about that. I want to talk about a sovereign state having the right and the ability to defend themselves and retaliate against terrorists for savagery done to non-civilians. Um, excuse me, to civilian non-combatants. Had Israel gone into the Gaza Strip and murdered a whole bunch of innocent people, grabbed their women by the hijab and brought them into Israel and started um, raping them and beheading Palestinian children, my outcry would be exactly the same. Truth be told, it'd probably be worse because that would go against every Judeo-Christian principle of which obviously they're not Christian, but the Judeo part is there. The savagery coming from these 4th century terrorists is appalling, but not surprising because they've been doing this for hundreds of years. So this is not a pro, this is not a Zionist or anything like that. Just take, if you have those ideas of anti-Semitism or Zionism, take them out of the equation. This has to do with pure evil, regardless of what side you are on. The act is pure evil. She goes on to say, um, Israel bears full responsibility for this tremendous loss of life. This regime of state-sanctioned violence created the conditions that made resistance necessary. I will not condemn Palestinian resistance. So it's Israel's fault that they're doing this. I condemn the violence of apartheid. I condemn the violence of settler uh, colonialism. I condemn the violence of military occupation. What do you call invading Israel, grabbing their... Uh, 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 well, okay, maybe not an occupation, but it was an invasion and then bringing people back to Gaza. Uh, I condemn the violence of trapping thousands in an open-air prison. Why doesn't Egypt, a country that is not Jewish, a Jewish state, why don't they just open the borders of the people from Gaza in? Oh, they seem to forget about that, right? It's all the Jews and Israel's fault. What about <laughs> uh, they are stuck in that open-air prison or how come they're not fighting Egypt to let them in? I condemn the violence of collective punishment. I condemn the violence of phosphorus bombs. I condemn the violence of the United States military industrial complex. I do too. This has nothing to do with that. Well, kind of, but not directly. I condemn the violence of obfuscating genocide as a complex issue. I condemn the, as they go in and the Palestinians don't they don't want they don't want Israel. They want the eradication of all Jews. They want genocide. These people are out of their damn minds. There are they are one of two things, or both. They're wicked and evil. That's one. Or they're crazy. Or both. I condemn the violence in removing historical context. I condemn the violence of silence. Palestine will be free. Your SBA president, Royana. Well, luckily she's not getting away with it. Winston and Strawn apparently had made her an offer of an employment and she was a previous intern with them and they put out this statement. Uh, today, Winston and Strawn, Winston and Strawn's statement regarding the law student post on the Hamas terrorist attacks against Israel. Today, Winston and Strawn learned that a former summer associate published a certain inflammatory comments regarding Hamas's recent terrorist attack on Israel 
and distribute it to the NYU Student Bar Association. These comments are profoundly in conflict with Winston & Strawn's values as a firm. According to the firm, has rescinded the law student's offer of employment. As communicated yesterday to all Winston personnel, we remain outraged and deeply saddened by the violent attack on Israel over the weekend. Our hearts go out to our Jewish colleagues, their families, and all those affected. Winston stands in solidarity with Israel's right to exist in peace and condemns Hamas and the violence and destruction it has ignited in the strongest terms possible. We look forward to continuing to work together to eradicate anti-Semitism in all forms. As the day when hatred, bigotry, and violence against all people have been eliminated, our strength lies in our unity, empathy, and shared humanity. Okay, once again, if you're not big on the Zionist movement, once again, this is just a human issue. And guess what? We're going to see more of this uh, tomorrow, Thursday. I'm recording this Wednesday. This will probably go up late on Thursday because my editor can't get to it until Wednesday afternoon or early evening. So most of you will be seeing this probably maybe Thursday or late Wednesday. But we have here circulating call to action, day of resistance, students mobilized for national day of resistance, Thursday, October 12th. We witness a historic win for the Palestinian resistance. This is, Yeah. We witness a historic win for the Palestinian resistance across land, air, and sea. Our people have broken down the artificial barriers of the Zionist entity, taking it with the facade of an impenetrable settler colony and reminding each of us that total return and liberation to Palestine is near. And day of resistance on college campuses tomorrow, Thursday. Okay, so uh, let's continue with this level of madness. This one's a little bit scary. Air Canada First Officer Mustafa Esso, Etso shared a series of anti-Semitic posts on social media following the Hamas terror attack on civilians. The Daily Mail reports the following. Air Canada grounds pilot who posted sick messages in response to Hamas's brutal invasion of Israel, including one in support of pro-Palestine rally saying, Israel burn in hell. In the now-deleted posts, which are still being shared as screenshots on social media, Ezo called Israel a terrorist state, writing, F you, Israel, burn in hell. Ezo is an Egyptian-Canadian who attended flight school at the Egypt Aviation Academy. He's since deleted posts, including a series of photos of attendance at a pro-Palestine protest holding uh, disturbing signs. One photo he shared includes a sign that reads, Israel, Hitler is proud of you. In another one, he has keep the world clean, uh, and it's showing a uh, you know a sign figure man uh, or person throwing out the Israeli flag into the trash. He even shared a photo of his Air Canada uniform wearing a Palestine flag as a tie. Incredible. So you can uh, you can you can see all of this is absolutely crazy, and he's taking pictures in front of him. Uh, if you look here on this Daily Mail, pictures in front of him in front of planes as an Air Canada pilot. Uh, the New York Post, uh, in a follow-up to this, a report on Air Canada's response. Air Canada grounds pilot behind anti-Semitic social media burn in hell. Air Canada grounded a pilot who shared a series of disturbing anti-Semitic posts following Hamas's bloodthirsty attack on um, Israel. And the statement uh, says uh, the following. Uh, we are aware of the unacceptable posts made by 
Air Canada pilot. We are taking this matter very seriously, and he was taken out of service on Monday, October 9th. We firmly denounce violence in all forms. Um, they told, uh, sources told the Sun that after seeing Enzo's post, Air Canada received multiple complaints from Jewish passengers saying they would not feel comfortable boarding a flight with someone who may hold extremely hateful views toward them. Um, and then Air Canada uh, tweeted out, we are aware of the unacceptable post made by Air Canada. We are taking this matter very seriously. And he was taken out of service on Monday, October 9th. We firmly denounce violence in all forms. It also turns out that uh, he was also uh, put on a no-fly list. So he cannot, he cannot only not fly for them, but he can't travel on the airline as a passenger or, uh, or as a pilot, according to the Toronto Sun. Wow. Pure, pure evil. Pure evil. Okay, now let's get to the scary part. We've got a Hamas leader. We got the Hamas leader and founding member, Khaled Marshall, calling for a global Muslim uprising. Not just tomorrow on Thursday, like I showed you, but on Friday. He's asking for Muslims' blood and souls to be sacrificed for Palestine in this upcoming Friday of Al-Aqsa flood. Here's the footage. Let me read you the translation. Uh, this is a raw AI translation of what he has to say. Tell me if this isn't disconcerting. The statement ominously calls on Palestinians residing in the West Bank and even within Israel's borders to engage in large-scale demonstrations and to confront Israeli military personnel at every possible juncture. First, we declare next Friday the Friday of Al-Aqsa flood as a day of general mobilization in our Arab and Islamic world and among the free people of the world. It is a day to rally support, offer aid, and participate actively. It is a day to expose the crimes of the occupation, isolate it, and foil all its aggressive schemes. It is a day to demonstrate our love for Palestine, Jerusalem, and Al-Aqsa. It is a day of sacrifice, heroism, and dedication, and to earn the honor of defending the first Qibla of Muslims, the third holiest mosque, and the ascension of the trusted messenger. Okay, let me pause here. Uh, sacrifice and heroism, that is code word, not so secret code word, for acts of terror against Israel and the uh, Jews and other people that support their cause or their independence. Two, then he goes on to say, Second, we call upon a rebellious youth throughout the West Bank in its cities, villages, and uprising camps, in the streets and neighborhoods of Jerusalem, and the squares of Blessed Al-Aqsa Mosque to rise up, join massive demonstrations, and shake the ground beneath the feet of the Zionist invaders and their settler gangs. Engage with their soldiers and cowardly army in every place, affirming the unity of destiny and the path towards Jerusalem and Al-Aqsa, liberating them from the defilement of the Zionist occupation. Okay, let me, let me stop there again. The Muslims and the Palestinians, they hate Jews. They consider them dirty. They consider them disgusting. That's why in their sick, evil minds, it's okay to behead. I mean, this savage. I Most Judeo-Christians, most people of the Western world, wouldn't even, let's say that something you detest. Let's say you hate pigs. You detest pigs. Would you go and want to slaughter them and cut their uh, th their heads off and rape their daughters, their piglets? <sighs> Third, our people within the occupied territories of 1948, people of honor and courage, 
who have borne much to preserve their Palestinian Arabian identity. This day is your day to mobilize, assemble, and stand united in guarding the blessed Al-Aqsa Mosque. Preserve it. It is its Islamic heritage, its divine message, and prevent settler gangs from desecrating it. Thwart the fascist occupation's plans to divide, Judaize, and build their legit temple. Unite with your people in Gaza and the West Bank. Then here uh, with fourth and fifth. Fourth, we call upon the masses of our Arab and Islamic nations and our Palestinian people in all places, including refugee camps, to march towards the borders of our beloved Palestine in massive gatherings. On this day, we declare our solidarity with Palestine, Jerusalem, and Al-Aqsa. For those geographically distant, let them gather at the nearest point leading to Jerusalem. Now, of course, they are on the offensive in Gaza, so they're not going to have as many soldiers and military in other places. That is why they are giving arms and uh, opening up the armories and ordering more guns for the civilians to, to, to defend themselves against this oncoming onslaught. Fifth, we call upon the free people of the world to mobilize in solidarity with our Palestinian people and in support of their just cause and legitimate rights to freedom, independence, return, and self-determination. The exact same words we heard from that uh, SBA uh, law president. All right, so now there's a call to mobilize. Why should we be worried here? Well, how about this Washington Times story? Feds bust illegal immigrant and gun buying conspiracy. Okay. Now, this isn't necessarily a Muslim Islamist terrorist, but this is to show you that we have criminal elements here involved in some nefarious things. A high school teacher left his dog in a hot car for an hour and a half while he made illegal straw purchase of guns, which he turned over to an illegal immigrant who then spread them around, including two weapons that were later used in shootings. Federal agents kept an eye on the whole scene and moved in for the bust, arresting both the gun buyer and the illegal immigrant, though the dog perished, federal authorities said Tuesday, as they announced a multi-year sentences for the two culprits. Prosecutors said DeAndre Cannon, the teacher and basketball coach, bought nearly four dozen guns in Georgia over four months in 2022, handed them to Conroy Samuels, a Jamaican illegal immigrant who had de- been deported but snuck back in and who also had a 2003 conviction, conviction for attempted murder on his rap sheet. You don't think there's some straw buyers buying stuff for Mexicans and Jamaicans and other people who are really using that to arm terrorist cells here in America? Oh, you're crazy, James. You're reading into it too much. Folks, this is how the this is how these Palestinian this is how Hamas was able to do this attack from the Gaza Strip because everyone had this idea of normalcy. They weren't prepared for outlandish things that might be done. When you're dealing with an enemy like this, sophisticated, well-funded by a terrorist state, Iran, using old-school methods to plan things, you have to be prepared for anything and everything. And that's what I'm trying to do here today. I pray to God. I pray to my loving Father in heaven in the name of Jesus that I'm absolutely wrong. That we are not under any danger. But how can that be when we have a porous border and we have all these people coming in from terrorist parts of the nation? We don't know who they are, where they're at. And we have this thing going on in Israel and we have many people openly Americans who are sympathizing with them. Is it really beyond the pale to think that maybe some people who are sympathized with them are actually enemy combatants here to wreak havoc and terrorism in our country? 
We already have people in the Middle East saying that if we support Israel, there's going to be hell to pay for us. They've been saying it for a long time. Do we forget it's not just death to Israel, it's death to Israel and America? Here's Steve Bannon. You want Gaza? I got Gaza, baby. It's called Southern Arizona. An invasion on the southern border. Embrace this. Write this down. Eight to ten million. Eight to ten million invaders in our nation. You want Gaza? I got Gaza, baby. It's called Southern Arizona. It's the Rio Grande Valley. It's South Texas. You want Gaza? I got it all up in these major cities. New York, Detroit, Chicago. You want Gaza? It's all over. All right, let's let's bring this home, literally. Because Gaza is everywhere where you have terrorist, illegal aliens with allegiance to never assimilating into American society spread throughout the nation. And we don't know who they are or where they're at. This was released two days ago by Jim Jordan's Judiciary Committee. New data reveal Biden administration's failure to remove over 99% of released illegal aliens fueling border crisis concerns. So on Monday, the House Judiciary Committee, and this would be Chairman uh, Jim Jordan and Representative Tim McClintock of the Immigration Subcommittee, in this report, they highlight this disclosure that 99% of illegal immigrants are not being tracked. Look at this Look at this graph of releases versus removals. A lot more releases into the interior than the removals. Okay, now let's end with this. Senator Tom Cotton, Washington Examiner. Yesterday, thousands of illegal immigrants from special interest countries that have ties to terrorist groups have been arrested at the southern border under Joe Biden. Proof that the terrorists themselves have made it to the United States, according to a Senate Republican. Quote, it only took 19 Al-Qaeda operatives to kill nearly 3,000 Americans on September 11, 2001, said Senator Tom Cotton, Republican out of Arkansas, ranking member of the Senate Judiciary Subcommittee on Criminal Justice and Counterterrorism. I'm getting all worked up. In a statement to the Washington Examiner. Many, many times that number of known terrorists have surely crossed our southern border since Joe Biden took office. His open border is the gravest terror threat to the U.S. homeland. Concern over the threat of terrorism has grown since the weekend's terrorist attacks in Israel by Hamas militants who killed uh, more than 1,000 Israeli, as well as raped, tortured, and beheaded women and infants during the hours-long attack. Along with the deaths in Gaza, the death toll is at least 1,800 lives lost, including 11 Americans. That number is up already. Uh, on all those metric matrix. By the way, I have been saying on this program and on YouTube for years now that we're ripe for a terrorist attack with our open border. It's just now become more critical now that this Israeli-Hamas war is now of global concern. Since the start of fiscal 2023, last October through August, <clears throat> Border Patrol agents on the U.S.-Mexico border have caught 151 non-U.S. citizens who, after being processed, were determined to be on the FBI's terror watch list for being a terrorist or affiliated with someone who was. They caught only 151, but we have millions that are come in illegally undetected. So I would say by a factor of at least 10, at least 10, maybe 100-fold. So that's 1,500 to 15,000 terrorists already here. 
CBP data published in a Fox News report found that more than 10,000 illegal immigrants from special interest countries, Afghanistan, Egypt, Iran, and Syria, have been arrested at the border between October 2021 and October of this year. So, terrorists have surely crossed our southern border under Biden, Tom Cotton says, and I agree with him, open border is the gravest terrorist threat to the U.S. homeland. And the open borders continue. What are you going to do to protect you, yourself, and your family against possible terror threats within our country, within our borders? Once again, I pray I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Luckily, we still have the Second Amendment. Give me your thoughts down below. Thank you.